So today we're going to talk about warriorship and work. And uh, Hans is uh, too lazy to make it to the call. He, uh, the call he would rather answer is the, the call of uh, nature rather than the call to warriorship in work. Way to throw me under the bus. You're, it's oh, already you're live. Right. It's already live. <laughs> yes. Get out from under the bus. Fight your way out if you can. Great. You know, in these times of need, it's great to have an ally like this. Yes. So I want to tell, and I'll just tell you, uh, back in the late 90s, you know, so I had a landscape visit for a couple years. I, I boot camped my three brothers into being entrepreneurs, split the business in three. They went off. They went off on their own. And then I started another landscaping business from scratch. And uh, it became like a, a vehicle for me to boot camp young guys. <laughs> and uh, I lived on West Campus. This is in Austin, Texas. And we lived in an old frat house. And the guys who lived upstairs were just, you know, party animals, but, you know, they'd need money from time to time, so they'd want to come work with us. And uh, the only guys that I hired long-term were, like, they, they really had to be warriors, really, because I didn't put up with any bullshit, you know. But we'd get, you know, we'd let these guys come out to work with us, like, on the weekends or whatever sometimes when they needed work. And we'd bet, especially me and my my right-hand guy at the time, we'd bet, like, how how long is he going to last? <laughs> you know, it was like, we almost hired them for amusement, you know? And uh, because both he and I, like, we really took pride in working our asses off. And we were really fucking good at what we did. You know, like, he was, he was, it's, it's very simple work. This is back in, like, 90, at the time, 98. And, you know, he... um the one machine he was really good at was like the, uh, it's just a trimmer, but a professional level thing. Like you see, this is a guy, he's a heavy metal guitarist, you know, really long hair, really big dude. And uh, just like, you know, cocaine, like probably cocaine up every day at work. And he's just like, you know, but everything, but he took such pride in what he did. And uh, it's like the harder you work, the more pride and, uh, and also the more honor, you know, and, and also me when I, when I was doing the work and there's that state of flow, right? Like you, you so, and, and we get a crew of guys out who are like a crew of guys who are really good and, and everything was like working in unison, you know, like. Like one guy's coming with this machine, the other guy's coming with the other machine, and and right before he's about to run into you, you just spin around and then you're right back to what you, you know what you're doing, and and the whole thing was such a joy, such a high to do this intense physical work in the heat, and and there's lots of pain, there's lots of injury, there's effort, there's uh, exhaustion, there's uh, fire ants stinging the shit out of you, there's 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 getting all scratched up by the brush. Um, but with all of these machines, it was all about how fast can you go, how expertly can you do the job, how hard can you push yourself. I mean, this was my orientation. So I remember this one guy, he was actually a friend of the family, he came out for the summer to work, and 
Um, sometimes he'd work with some of my, he was a friend of, uh, was really a friend of my younger brothers. And he'd, but sometimes I, you know, he'd come work for me. And I remember like this one day, we went out on this job and there was just like a shit ton of weeds to pull. You know, it's just like, as far as the eye can see, weeds, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and, and he, his whole attitude was like, <sighs> like, <laughs> you know, and it's just so funny. It's so funny because he was such, I mean, such a pussy. I don't have a better word for it, you know. And, uh, except, I mean, pussies are a lot tougher than him because they can really take a beating. <laughs> Great <point. laughs> Anyway, okay, um, yeah, so, he sees the weeds, so my method of, of tackling a job like that, that's, maybe it's hours doing the same thing, and it's hot, and it's hard work, my method is this, I get into it, I go as hard as I can, I find a rhythm, I try, it's, everything is about flow, and like figuring out a rhythm and how fast can I go and I'm, I'm just challenging, challenging, challenging myself faster, 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 more in the flow, whatever. And I don't stop and look up, only very infrequently. So the, the self-consciousness, if you will, the snapshot is, is, you think about like a movie. Every time that you're self-conscious, which means like out of flow and checking who am I, something reflected back to me is every time I do it, there's a lot of progress, right? Like it's been 10 minutes, and then 10 minutes, and then 10 minutes. If you put all those snapshots together, it's like, wow, you're really making progress. This guy, and I'd, I'd watch him, you know, he, <laughs> here was his, uh, his thing. He'd, he'd be like, and he'd bend down and pick up one weed, and then he'd give you a look around at how much there is to do. <laughs> and then he'd be like, and then pick up another one. And, <sighs> such suffering, you know, and I'm like, Jesus, you know, like the guy is suffering so much. I mean, it was, you know, it could be suffering just to watch him if it wasn't so funny, you know, and, um, and I'd, I'd get on it, I'd, I'd get on his case and I'd ride him hard and I'd tell him, you know, fucking, you know, and, but my whole I, I, you know, I loved it. I loved it because I was constantly pushing myself and I was constantly pushing my guys. And, uh, you know, and I took pride in like, none of these guys can work harder than me. And it's, I just, I just enjoyed that intensity. But the guys, like these, these college guys, you know, they could never last. And in fact, most of the guys who were just like American guys, most of them could not last. The ones who could last were the, the the drug addicts and the ex-cons. And it's like they got nothing else. Um, and so, and, but man, they could fucking work like, like machines. So these were the guys that, that were on my cruise for any lasting period of time, you know? And uh, man, the other guys, they had such, like, they could, you know, they could be working the same indoors in the AC you know, with a uniform on in a restaurant or in a, some store or something else. Where it's more comfort, 
you know? But like there's no challenge, there's no honor, there's no, you know, you're not with a group of brothers you, and you're, I don't know, there's, to me, like there's, where's the honor in putting on some uniform in this big chain store and you're, I, I don't know, man. Like to me, there's so much honor in hard work, in challenge, in the in the in the grind, in the in the in the face of it all, you know. So we could talk about like also honor versus or sacrifice versus compromise. <laughs> well, I was wondering where you're going with the story, but I do, yeah, I I, I recognize the for me also the the fascination with the. Hard labor, and I've had some attempts. I work at farms, and uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's admirable, honorable. Well, it's it's you know when we talk about being allies, like if an ally challenges you, and he's challenging you to measure up to some standard that he has mm. that you don't have, like it's not a commitment that you made. It just shows up like a complaint or like some external thing trying to make you mm. like so, he's judging you like something's wrong with you and you're not that's not an area right. that you're choosing to be great in you know so um, but if you have that level standard and you really want it or you have a higher level standard then when he challenges you it's like you know it, it feels like a, a challenge that you want to embrace so, you know, if you're a young guy and you just have some external authority figure telling you that you should work harder, be responsible, and it's not a man that you aspire to be like, and you don't have a role model for that, you don't, like, you know, I mean, I had my father who was constantly working hard, and uh, I, I don't know, I'm thinking back who were my role models for that, but... I just always had a positive association to, you know, to hard work. And my, my dad would always, you know, he would always talk shit, you know, and he'd be like, he'd be like, uh, he'd be like, man, they just don't make young guys like they used to. <laughs> like back in his day, they really made great young guys, you know? And, uh, so it was constantly a competition, but it was a positive thing. You know, well, he was the one time. making those young guys, so maybe it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But, uh, and it's funny because when, even when I was in my, like, early 20s, and I'd go out to, to you know, spend some time with my dad in Arizona, um, and would be around my stepmother because he'd remarried, and he'd talk shit to me, you know. She'd be like, Dave... You know, Dave, Dave, you know, and at some point he'd be like, oh, you know, he'd kind of conform or something, but she, she completely did not understand that this is how guys are, that I love this. I, you know, me, me and my dad would go at it. We'd be one-on-one -on -one in basketball for hours talking shit. And it'd be like, you know, he went to BYU. I went to the university of Utah just for one year, and these were big rivalries, you know? And we'd be like fucking, just, you know, talking shit to the other. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, except that 
I see. I know back then there were a lot of young guys who had no orientation to the honor of of great challenge mm-hmm. and responsibility or hard work. Yeah, meeting the a hard challenge. Work. Yeah, and the and there's great honor in hard work. So as we mm-hmm. talk about honor, that's um, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's like. Well, maybe I'm cutting you off, but I see it in a, I see it in relationships, where we try to shy away from challenges, something that challenges us. We try to get away from it, and uh, and and you have a uh, an upbringing, or you've learned how how much honor there is there, how much growth there is, how much, and so you embrace the working outside, you embrace the, the talking trash to each other. You embrace the the big challenges, the work that we lay in front of. You embrace a discussion. You know, you embrace a, a, a disagreement with your woman. You know, because this is this is there's opportunity here. It's not something to like stay away from. It's something to go right through because this is where the opportunity lies to growth, honor, uh, uh, the, the relationship to become better. You become greater. So. That's interesting. Yeah, there, there are a lot of young guys who have a real fucked up relationship to being amongst men, I think. Yes. You know, we talk about brotherhood, but a lot of guys... Are being challenged. They've been brought up in an environment, or maybe raised by a single mother, or yes. what have you, who's given them a set of values, uh-huh. or, or raised them in a way to where they don't... Uh, this is good. They can't deal with being in a group of men. It's, I, I did a, in my course, Wave Seducer, for the longest time, I had a, a theme and it was called competition. And I just, because I've seen, I'm, a, I'm an athlete also, and I, I thrive on competition. It makes me better. I just know when I'm riding my bike, you know, I get better. Or when I played soccer, you know, I, I, it's in competition that I grow, I got the opportunity to be a great loser also if I wanted to, you know, all of that together. And, uh, be a great loser. Yeah, if I if you lose, to how can you be a, uh, honorable in, in loss? Yes, right, yeah, right. Yeah. and uh, I remember introducing the theme and how many guys would just protest against it. You know, really like, oh no, no, I don't want to compete with anyone. You know, compete maybe with myself, but not with. Him. And I say, but the competition has done so many great things in the world. Yes. So many beautiful things come from com- Just look at all the sports of how beautiful it is. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, and I, I concur, there's like a, 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 a more and more getting away from, from tension, from competition, from disagreement, from challenge. And, uh, and we see it in, in the call we bring out, you know, we're calling guys to greatness. Whoa, <laughs> you know, the fuck, so intense. <laughs> I want to go back to sleep. Well, I think about my, like my grandfather. You know, his, his way of teaching me was by challenging me and putting me in dangerous situations, really. And uh, I think oftentimes a mother, more than a father, although there's a lot of fathers these days who are more and more conforming to be the role of mother, really, you know. And young guys are not being prepared to meet the real challenges mm. of life. Like, I mean, coronavirus going on right now, what's potential, you know, the potential with the economy falling apart, that's often when violence escalates, you know? 
war could break out, civil war can break out. Um, I mean, if everything just went to shit, gangs of robbers against each other, you know? And uh, a lot of guys are not being prepared for the roles that men used to have to play. Like, most men used to have to be ready to defend their people with their, with their life, you know, on the battlefield, to go and, you know, to, to hunt, to kill, to hunt, to kill, to fight, to, to defend. And, uh, and I've never been in the military, you know, all these things, but just kind of a, a warrior orientation to life mm. and, and to the challenges that life brings. And, uh, you know, you, you and your business, you struggle with like, how can I call men to greatness? And there's simply a lot of men who the way you show up in the way that you really want to challenge them, the way that you might really respond to being challenged, they're like, whoa, you know, that's too much. I, I, I can't handle that or I'm not used to that or I don't know what to do with that. And uh, it's sad. It's sad to me because... Uh, You know, especially the ones just growing up who learned how to placate their their mother if they had a single mm -hmm. mother and they never had a strong male role model, you know, who didn't live his life just trying to placate the women in his life, mm -hmm. you know. He's going to have a tough time with women, ultimately. Yes. You know, when the shit hits the fan... He's just going to be trying to placate her. And, you know, he's not going to be able to lead her through mm. the darkness, through the real conflict, through real crisis. And, uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure where all this is going as far as some kind of presentation no, for but Facebook there is, Live. Uh, but this is new to me, too, but there is something in, like, the... The not being trained anymore in what I would say very masculine ways of dealing with each other, which is competition, which is tension, which is being physical, which is you know meeting meeting the challenge, which is like and like being called out by a man and meeting yes. the challenge by a man. There's a lot of guys, and this is this was a real challenge for me and for some other men good men of honor, warrior type mm. men. You know, I think of my, my uh, Turkish brother, uh, Karai, really masculine guy, man of honor, a man of his word, just like a really solid guy. And, and he had a business deal with uh, an older guy who was kind of part of the hippie generation, you know, peace and love and, and positive vibes and and he lives in um, Fairfield, Iowa, which is where they do that. Uh, they have that university of, of all about meditation and stuff. So he had a business deal with this guy, and he would make an agreement with this guy, and the guy couldn't keep his word because the guy would go home and talk to his wife, and then he would have to come back and change, go back on his word uh, with this guy. So there was no man there. There was no man. There was just someone who would cave 
to whatever his wife thought mm. he should do. There was for my brother Karai. How, how can we create something great here? How can we resolve this? And he won't face me. And there, and uh, actually, it's um, I came back from my travels at one point, you know, during my last ten years, to to go be with him and deal with this other man. I was really excited to, you know, how does the honor window work apply? How does the honor work apply to resolve, you know, conflict between two men? And uh, I helped him do it powerfully. But it's it's then I was really starting to realize that there's certain types of men who have, they've taken on an ethos or a way of life where they have no facility to show up. Stand in the fire. Stand in the fire, be their word, be men of integrity. It's all more like, ah, let's try to keep everything feeling good, you know? Which means basically run away from the conflict run away from the fire, run away from anything that's difficult. Challenge. And to me, a big, it's, it's fundamental to being a man is you face the fire. Mm-hmm. Face, you know, that's the warrior part. And, uh... Oh, man's work is a bloody business. But this also has to do with calling men out, you mm-hmm. know, like the toughest men to call out are men who've, they've never... You know, there's that, uh, there's that TV show, the, the Dog Whisperer. And one of, the, one of the ways that he helps fix the dog, really he says that he's a people whisperer. He's a whisperer to the dog owner who've trained the dog to be really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, just in a really fucked up way to adapt to all their, you know. Basic, basically, imagine that you train a dog to just make you feel good, right? Punish him and reward him to make you feel good. This is what a lot of guys do in relationship to the women in their life. They're just being trained to be good dogs. Mm. And then they're fucked up. They, they, you know, and then the, their owner is fucked up because they're dealing with a fucked up dog. And so what he does, one of the best things that he does is he takes the dog away from dog doesn't agree. the owner. No, he's like, He's like, you're right. You're right. That's <laughs> what's going on me. with me. Yes. Save me now. Yes. We're coming. <laughs> and he takes the dog and he goes and puts the dog with his pack of dogs. And over about a week, the dog becomes normal again. Because in the pack of dogs, he realized what it is to be a dog. Right. You know, and there's hierarchy there. And there's, there's, there's order. And there's, uh, there's sanity. Right? right? And uh, for, for guys who never had that brotherhood, a positive experience of mm. brotherhood growing up, it's really hard to call those guys out. Right. It's really hard to call those guys to, yeah, a call to brotherhood is like, you know, right. I, it's sad. It's mm. really sad. I think this is the real key here. That's the interesting part. The importance of brotherhood and how we lost it to have a space to be among men, you know, where you have all the 
say values of, of being among brothers, which is calling each other out, which is locker room talk, which is challenging each other, you know, which is which is a different thing. We don't have that space anymore, so we're not cultivated. Those traits that you cultivate among men, you know. And men are men are now being trained to be with each other the way they would be if it was a space for both men and women. Mm. That the way that you should be to be a good man around women or a mixed group, this is also how all men should be all the right, time, right. you know, with each other. And uh, there's there's some things that uh, that are lost in that. Mm. Like if you really want your son or your man to be able to face the fire and meet the most difficult challenges and be a warrior, he needs to be able to be somewhere with a group of men who, that, for that time being, they're not in civilization anymore. Right. They're just, they're bumping up against each other, they're, they're, they're talking shit to each other, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're doing battle with each other in some ways. But this is the this is what it's just like to just have a bunch of guys together. The loss of locker room talk. What a tragedy! <laughs> yeah, not just locker room talk. I think it's a good or epitome or metaphor for uh, like what's lost there. That we're we're not allowing ourselves that anymore. Yes, the that saying that. Uh, Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. Mm. Hard times make hard men or great men. And uh, great men make good times or easy times. Right. That that whole cycle, you know. And uh, hard times might be coming. Mm. And uh, we might not have many hard men left to deal with it. Well, might shit, shit might get a lot worse before it gets better. But it is an opportunity to train. They'll show up. They'll yes. be formed. Alright. Anything else? Like a sky? Man, I love that so much. That business. Step. It's just brothers out brothers out on the battlefield of like really hard work and challenging each other and you know. I loved it, you know calling guys out, holding guys to account, myself being held to a high standard. It doesn't matter what you feel like. It doesn't matter if there's rain. We go to work. I mean, I ran that fucking business like it was the fucking military. Guys showed up a minute late. They're doing push-ups on my front step before they can come inside. You know, it's like, I loved it, man. I loved it. Oh, fuck. I need it, you know? That's what I want. Yes. Right. I'm going to say goodbye and invite you again tomorrow. <laughs>